Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, January 8th, 2021. I think I have failed to say 2021 on every podcast we've done thus far. It's been 2020, but I oh, finally got, got it all together. And we're here for the special crossover episode with Lockdown Lightning. Get to know the enemy a little bit. I'm your host, Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi. Uh, the show is also hosted by longtime Red Wings fan, the Kidney Stone Kid, Ethan Smith. Ethan, what's going on? Good. You can you can say the former. No, the former it's Kidney Stone. Fan. No, I don't want. I don't want. That's not a part of my life anymore. Yeah, you don't want the stigma. I get no. that. Yeah. Uh, and we are also joined before we welcome in Adam Denker by our very new producer, Big Fish, B Fish, Brian, producer Brian, et cetera, et cetera. B Fish, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are super excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to grow with your podcast. It seems like it's going to be a, a fun time. Big Red Wings fan, big audio guy, so it seems like a perfect match. That's exactly what we were looking for when I put out the, uh, the little bat signal. And uh, let's start with that. Your Red Wings fandom, how long you been a Wings fan? What are, what are some of your greatest memories? Well, that's a good question. I've been playing hockey myself since I was five, but I didn't really start watching it probably until around the 05, 06 season, whenever around the time Steve Eiserman retired was around the time that I finally got into it, ironically enough. So when it comes to anything from before that, 97, 98, and 2002 championship, it's all YouTube highlights for me. Um, yeah. Greatest memory? That's obviously the 08 Stanley Cup stands out. And the 09 Stanley Cup is one of the least favorites. But uh, <laughs> the 2013 series against the Anaheim Ducks, I remember the Game 6 overtime winner by Henrik yeah. Zetterberg. Game winner! Yeah. Game 7! Ken Daniels. It's classic. And then we don't... No. Then Unfortunately, there was, there was no Stanley Cup playoffs after that series. Nothing ever happened after that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the end of it. They, they just quit the playoffs, I yeah. think. It was weird. Like, Lockout or something. They won Game 7, and yeah. the NHL's like, no more playoffs. So, yeah, you, know, you hate to is. see it for Chicago because I think they would have had a very good chance of winning the cup that year. Yeah, but probably, but you know, it's better off this way. Not. So, uh, and and what is your previous experience with uh, radio podcasting? Where you come from? Oh man, uh, so all it starts. The roots are all the way back uh, in my college days. Oakland University alumni. I was with WXOU eighty eight point three FM. Uh, I decided I wanted to get into broadcasting as a as talent as a host and then the more time i spent there the more time i was like hmm i actually really like the hands-on physical audio producing and editing part of it too it's like a 50 50 split for me and then when i graduated i got a job at 97 won the ticket with uh a couple thanks to a couple of buddy of mine former alumni as well who helped me get in i've been there for the past two years and and while i've been there i've helped out at numerous stations that are in the same family because they're all owned by intercom so I've helped out at 97.1, or that's my primary job. I've helped out at uh, News Radio 950 WWJ. Yesterday, for the first time, I helped out at 104.3 WOMC because they had to move the, <laughs> because of all the chaos that was going on in the Capitol. They had to move the Michigan yeah. basketball game to the other station. 
so that the news station could keep broadcasting. And then 1270 AM, which is just national syndicated broadcast uh, from CBS Sports Radio. So there's a lot going on. Of course, I, you know, I can do my own stuff too, my own create, uh, my own content when I can. And you have a podcast as well. Why don't you plug that to uh, to start things off here? Oh well, I wasn't going to, but if you're gonna if you're gonna twist my arm, I appreciate. You, it. Well, no, you know what? You're helping us. We gotta help you. It's, you're washing each other's backs here. Yeah, it's called the breakout, and <laughs> it's uh, on. We are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Search us with at uh, the breakout underscore pod. I do it with Josh. He is my co-host from back in college. We decided, you know mm-hmm. what? Let's create. Pandemic happened. I was getting shorted hours. I wasn't getting shorted hours, but less hours coming my way at the radio station. So I'm like, yeah. to keep myself current, you know, I got my old uh, college coast. I'm like, let's start a podcast. And we're 23 followers strong on Twitter. So, you know, we're big time. Well, there we go. There we go. We'll, we'll help you bump that up just a little <laughs> bit. Uh, we are super excited to have you, man. Go follow The Breakout on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, and what do you say? We welcome in our first guest with you as our producer. You know what? I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. All right, at this time, we now welcome on our friend from the Lockdown Lightning podcast. He is Adam Denker, recent Stanley Cup champion. How's it going? What's up, boys? How you doing? Uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to say this after the finals, but, you know, it feels good to be a winner. Uh, you know, I, I feel like to a certain extent, especially through the roller coaster playoffs, that I feel like I should have gotten a ring throughout this whole process. But uh, unfortunately, the, the, the Lightning have not re- – responded to any of my emails yet so we're still waiting on that <laughs> ring but uh how you guys doing how was your holidays it's a it's a pandemic time i'm sure it's just taking a little longer to ship i know a lot of companies have been saying that that's you know kind of been an issue so yeah i mean we'll, we'll see uh if, if if amazon could could give me uh you know six to ten days shipping price and then i still <laughs> haven't got it and it's five months later i think i'll, I'll let it slide so let me let me not twist the knife for just a second, but ask a question. Uh, is it a lot sweeter because of the fact that you had such a rough exit the year before getting swept by Columbus out of the first round? Uh, I think it was more so, I mean, I, I think every Lightning fan could agree. Once the team got over the whole Columbus Blue Jackets toboggle after beating them, especially if that game one roller coaster that everybody went through, I think that was no longer the thing. Yeah, I think that was the the main focus from that point on was let's just finish the job. Let's just get the job done. Let's just get to the next series. And uh, I have to admit, you know, even though, yes, I I, I did grow up a Ranger fan and I have become uh, a little bit more uh, entangled, if you want to use the Jada Pinkett Smith terminology for it, uh, with this Lightning team. Uh, I've become more, you know, entangled with this team and, you know, really started to like them. Uh, the one series that really kind of got me nervous was the Islander series because we saw it with their previous series with the Flyers, how they came back and won that. And and it, it kind of you, – you were kind of expecting the lightning to collapse in this situation. But uh, for them to really overcome that and then once get to the finals, I think like really uh, we were, they were playing with house money at that point. I think there was really no other team. Obviously, the Stars had to beat them. But it, you, I think you would have put any other team out there on the ice other than the stars and they were still coming out on top i agree and i I think the only thing that made me nervous was the fact that it was the stars in the stanley cup final they had such a magical run behind their goaltender and i mean like we've seen that a lot of times before when a goalie carries his team only to the to stanley cup but we've seen it a lot of times as well where he finishes off the job so i thought this makes me a little nervous because i was rooting for you guys uh i think a lot of people were 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very much like a Dodgers thing where you're just like, just go get your cup, man. Like you deserve it. There, there are guys on there that I think deserve uh, to win a Stanley cup, most notably being Steven Stamkos. Uh, and what a moment, what a, what a series game for him. I, I still can't believe how that all went down with him coming in for a period. Was it? And he scored on his only shot or something like that. Like, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you boys heard the the story behind that whole shot and what happened during it. So when he picked up the puck uh, around the slot and skated in and took the shot, uh, if you remember correctly, uh, re- the reason why he ended his season before him, before the whole postponement was because he tore a muscle in his abdomen. So apparently on that play, according to, you know, everything I- I'm sure you can find online, but really what happened was he, the, he retore the muscle and it extended further all the way down to his groin. So basically oh. he was skating on one leg at that point. And to do, oh. to take that shot from that angle too, was insane. And I feel like at that point, um, I have chills right now. Yeah. A lot of hockey fans. Uh, I feel like just knew that destiny was kind of on Tampa's side at that point. That was the goal. That was yeah, the goal. That, that was really, you know, even though the series ended technically in six, I think that the series really ended in three after that. And really going into that series, and and like you said, you know, um, it, it was going to be tough because Stars were on such a magical run. The thing that really I, I kept saying to myself and kept telling my listeners was that really only there's only two guys that need to beat the, the lightning and that's Kadobin and Ben, because really at that point in time, Tyler Sagan was a non-factor. Yeah. Um, yeah you had, well, to, you he had, had to... he had uh what was it like uh, a dismembered upper body, uh, something like that. Yeah. I think that uh, was his official injury, just completely <laughs> dismembered. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think at one point between periods, they were taking him and putting him into a body cast. Yeah, but, it's like that uh, the SpongeBob uh, episode where he's like, every morning I wake up, take my first breath, and break every bone in my body. Basically, he's just like yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he's just Samuel L. Jackson and Mr. Glass. Um, but no, it, it was it really at that point because like you can't expect all those young players um, on Dallas to really win a cup for you. Yeah, uh, especially. Especially against the the cast of veterans that the Lightning have, even though they are young, there still have been if they, they've been around the league for a couple of years now, so they know how to kind of handle themselves a little more. But yeah, um, I think I, I think everybody could agree though, they can never do a bubble playoff again, ever again. Just oh. the, the mental ass and emotional toll that this took on the players. I mean, they absolutely lost their minds in the parade afterwards. <laughs> but I mean, you could tell these guys were exhausted. Yeah, and, and I. And that's what I kind of felt like, you know, just, hey, listen, you know, I, I and I told Lightning fans, listen, like, if they don't win a cup for maybe a couple more, year, more years now, that's fine. But, I mean, come on, they, this was the hardest, it was the only time where I agreed with Gary Bettman saying this was the most difficult cup that has ever been won in the history <laughs> of the league, but... Yeah. I think this, that was the first time we were actually giving Gary Bettman props just for the way that whole situation was handled. Yeah, um, they, they did a fantastic job, I mean zero COVID tests uh, and, and all that. But uh, I mean, it was one of those things where I still think the league to hold to tradition really should have maybe had the, the, the booing on, on tape just for, I, the, I don't, I can't believe effect. they didn't do that because they, they like <laughs> soft leaked it. So that like, it, I remember like during the first round, like there was a rumor going around, they were going to do that. And I was like, what a squid move to like put that out ahead of time. Like it would be so funny if nobody mentioned it and then he walked out and they just did it. But no, they leaked it 
or there was a rumor going around beforehand and then they didn't do it. That was very disappointing to me. Well, I mean, you can't have everything in life, can you? <laughs> <laughs> but while we're on the topic of Gary Bettman, I mean, that was pretty much the end. That was the greatest two months of Gary Bettman's life. And then he completely belly flopped from there and, and just became a complete shit show of a commissioner again. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was God, talking with God bless him. I was talking with ESPN's Greg Wyshynski about that. And, you know, with first of all, it, it's not all on him that the, the owners didn't read the piece of paper. I think that, you know, these are these are 31 grown men who have made billions of dollars in their lives. They don't know how to read a memo. Um, and, but at the same time, uh, him kind of making that deal and rushing through it in in, the, in more of the interest of the players, uh, it, it kind of this might be the moment where we look back in the next couple of years where we say this might have been like the, the beginning of the end for the Barry, Gary Bettman era, because yeah. I, I don't think. I, th- I think the the trust level is very low now with the owners uh, going forward. So hopefully uh, uh, Gary doesn't have a lot of tough moments that he needs to navigate the league through. I think it, I, I think it like <laughs> the thing with Batman and uh, I just he needs to tell the owners to shut up and get over it. Like why doesn't he do that? Why does he like enable? them and i think that's I, I i didn't understand i mean yes granted yet he does technically work for the owners and it, it's probably not the best business decision to tell your boss to shut up but i think at the end of the day i think he really maybe needed to have like a conference call with him and say listen you guys need to sack up you, you made the bed just lay in it the next collective bargaining agreement a couple we'll f- months for yeah, a couple months yeah we'll figure it out well let's just let's just get pucks and sticks on on ice We'll worry about that. Let's get fans back in the seat. You'll make your money back. I, I, I and plus, even even like if they weren't so difficult, what if the what were the owners expecting that COVID was going to be done by July? Yeah, it, I think they were. Just just uh, that whole situation. I mean, we've we've railroaded on it uh, plenty enough, but we do want to get into uh, today's Tampa Bay Lightning because they are looking like an absolute monster again. Uh, would you bet on them to win the Stanley Cup? I think they're a good bet. I think that they're as good as a bet as any. If you're not going to put money on the on the on the Avalanche, I think the Avalanche are definitely the favorite. I mean, if I was going to put money on any team, I'd probably say your smartest money would go towards Colorado. But I mean, I think at the end of the day, yeah, I think why not Tampa? Because yeah, we've seen in years past with injuries that players are supposedly out for the entire season, and then they they come back in six months or even five months and are ready to go by the playoffs. I mean, you never know. We don't know the severity of Kucherov's injury. And I, I assume that the, the surgery went well. So, and these guys are monsters in, in rehab. So we could very well see Kucherov maybe come back if the lightning have a, have a deep run. So why not? You're going to have a sort of a, a lesser fatigued team than what you're normally accustomed to. Vasilevsky's young. He's probably going to start in, I want to say 40 to 45 games this year. Um, I think coach Cooper showed that he's willing to play him and, and just play him until, you know, he can't get on the ice anymore. And I think the lightning definitely have the team, the supporting cast to really carry them that far until um, really Kucherov comes back or maybe they hit their groove. But at the end of the day, it really count. It really depends on what Steven Stamkos is going to do. It, it's really a tough situation for them to really rely on, on a guy to be healthy who hasn't played 82 games since 2014. So it's, it, yeah, that's the one big question mark that I think other than 
their PK this year because I I mean we're we're anyone that watched the playoffs this year saw how many uh, penalties the Lightning took. I think they took almost four on average per game. Uh, so really, at the end of the day, if they could limit that, along with puck management mistakes and just having Stamkos out there and and playing like we all know he can, I I see no reason as to why they're a good smart bet to win the cup. All right, well that was all just a setup, so I could tell the listeners to head on over to BetOnline.ag. <laughs> And put your money on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Are you ready for some college football, Adam? Oh, I'm ready. We got the NCAA National Championship coming up on Monday. We've got NFL playoffs starting this weekend. And I've mentioned it before. We got some futures that we can be putting down on some of these teams to win the division, to win the Stanley Cup. Bet online has MVP odds, uh, Vesna odds, uh, all the odds that the Red Wings are not involved in in any way at all. Uh, but you can bet on the rest of the NHL and make the NHL season a little more entertaining for you. And when you do, I have to reiterate that betonline.ag is the only site that we trust. It's the only site that we use. And when you sign up for a free account today and use our promo code locked on L O C K E D O N, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> All right, circling it back to segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're joined by Adam Denker from the Lockdown Lightning podcast. Before we get to what to expect from the Lightning this season, I just want to take a moment to say thank, thank you. 2020 for mercifully being over even though 2021 hasn't gotten off to a hot start you know what i'm saying it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this season and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they're picking college basketball football and nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts adam you just talked about it before nikita kucherov we don't know how long he's going to be out do you really want him coming back this season? He kind of saved the situation down in Tampa Bay. Uh, walk us through the the cap hurdles that you guys had coming into this offseason and, and then how you got out of it, even though it's, it's pretty cut and dry. Well, I, 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 mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, at the end of the day, it was just the Lightning signing these ridiculous contracts. I'm a big proponent in eliminating the no-trade clause or maybe limiting it to – how the NFL system does it with franchise tags, maybe have a limited amount of players on that deal per team. I think it's getting out of control. I think if you look at the the lightnings roster right now, uh, probably I want to say maybe a little bit over 50% of the players have no trade clauses on this team, which is insane. I, is I that mean, a Steve Eisenman thing? I, I think your boy Stevie Y screwed the pooch on this because I, I, I think he, this was his little parting, parting gift where you know now we're gonna have to make that parking lot deal in trench coats to where we we give you (laughs) one of our top players but uh i I did talk about it a little bit on my show as this does present the very unique opportunity for the lightning if they could swing it the right way to where they could go out and make a big sort of i guess a blockbuster deal because i i mean if you look at and i and i say this why because if you look at new division rivals of ours, the Chicago Blackhawks. It looks like they're sort of <laughs> venturing into the rebuilding mode. Uh, Jonathan well, Taves is... Diving. 
Yeah, and Jonathan <laughs> Taves is out for the foreseeable future. Kirby Doc, uh, Alex Nylander. He's toast. Yeah, for yeah. Um, I Very I was saying it, on my show. Yeah, exactly. So I was saying if the Lightning could swing it and make it the money work, why not go out and get Patrick Kane? Can they why make the just, money work? Is that even is that even feasible? It, they're gonna have to do a lot of finagling. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, they're gonna. <laughs> Literally didn't sign Anthony Sorelli. It was like it was a whole thing. I, I think I think like included in the contract was like we can't give you that extra three million dollars, but here's a a year supply of Nestle Quick chocolate milk. Um, so I, I I just I I think that it's gonna be like I, I'm sure there's gonna be a deal be made with any other team. I, I mean, if Buffalo goes out and gets Patrick Kane, and then you have Eichel, Hall, and Kane possibly on the same line that's going to be a little scary um yeah but i don't i don't know that they'll make him available just because of the fact that he's like their only good player now well i think but, they're at the i think they're at the point in time where they really need to they it's either you're in or you're out because you, you don't yeah. want to be how the lightning were uh how they are now yes they just won a cup but they're in a really tight financial situation mm-hmm. at the same time if you look at their minor league system they got nobody really nobody i mean they do have players that have a lot of upside but we're talking years down the line so i mean if they didn't win the cup last year we're talking about possibly blowing it up so and and you really or either maybe in the middle of the season blowing it up if if it's not working out but really um it's just a tough situation in terms of you know what this team is at um in terms of money i would love to see the patrick kane deal Plus, I think you would love to, a change of scenery from being in the cold weather of Chicago, coming down to Tampa. I mean, give the guy a C, do. Why not give him one? Have him on Doc <laughs> Talk. <laughs> Ethan, what do you got? <laughs> um, I was. This is this is a change up of topics, but talking about just the uh, similarities between the Red Wings roster and the Tampa Bay roster. Give me a second. Um, <laughs> in your in their prime, would you rather have? Uh, a Valtteri Phil, no, forget in their prime. That's too easy. Right now, Valtteri Philpa or Adam Ernie, who would you rather have back on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Oof. To fill that fourth line spot somewhere. Do you like Adam Ernie? I think he's so boring. I've I've said it like three times this week. I just he's just the most boring guy ever to me. I'm like, I mean, I I if you look at the, <laughs> if you if you look at the Lightning's fourth liner. Uh, fourth line right now is projected to be Patrick Maroon, uh, Alex Volkov, and I believe uh, not Barkley. Go draw the top of my head. I can't think of the third guy. And uh, but I, I mean, it, it's I, I feel like any of those guys really <laughs> right now is just the same player. Um, you're yeah. just substituting yeah, yeah, the you're guy. Right. Yeah, they're right. they're uh, the same player. Uh, we have like fifty of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, you're you're. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I, I just think that uh, here's the thing. Coach Cooper, he's very Jekyll and Hyde with his fourth line because sometimes he'll he'll heavily rely on them in a game. And then especially when the third line is gassed because he he plays the third line like a second line because they start the game too. Yeah. Um it, it, it's he doesn't play them enough to where it's like this is gonna be an issue, you know, with, yeah. with the absence of yeah. Cedric 
fuck yeah. But I, I mean, to answer your question, Ethan, I have I have no idea. I mean, it really, we the three of us could roll out there as the fourth line, and yeah, I think it would, it would make almost amount the same of difference. But we could like pull uh, our talents together like a Space Jam type deal, where we all hold on in the stick and like transfer the power. Into no, it'll just it will, what we'll do is it'll just be like Power Rangers. We'll just turn into a Megazord and just like oh nice okay just be one line. But I have a question for both of you guys, and we were talking about this a little bit before, and because I saw a rumor circulating around online saying that the, the red wings might make a deal for Jonas Copasalo. Uh, my question to you guys is why haven't you made that that deal yet i don't know <laughs> and they, i would love that deal i i kind of harped on it like as we were going like into the offseason draft free agency period like he was a guy that sounded like he was going to be available i don't know if he ended up being available uh but i i i think it's kind of a no brainer like he's a really young, really, really good goaltender. You don't have really anybody in the pipeline that's been blowing anybody away with the exception of Keith Petrozelli. You went out and got Jan Bednash in the draft this year. Who knows how that's going to work out. You got one year left of Bernier, ideally deal him at the deadline. Uh, and then two more years of Grice. So if you have Corpus Allo and Grice, you leave Grice unprotected. They take him off your hands. Hey, who cares? That's, that's good with me. I, I don't see any downside to it. Yeah, I, I, I don't when, know what Ethan thinks. So. When that when that came up, it, it was I was very, I, I was I was more happy for the fact that you guys were in the talks. I was like, oh, good for you, Stevie Wise, taking care <laughs> of you guys. Um, yeah, Ethan, what are you thinking about that? Uh, that I think deal really the only the yeah, the only hang up is is like why would as of right now, um, with where Columbus probably thinks they are. I mean, to have that one A and one B is phenomenal for them. So that could yeah. be them asking, saying like, it's going to take, it's going to cost money for you guys to get one of these guys, or it's going to cost, you know, valuable assets. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So that's, I think that's well, what I was I thinking, but I mean, that. with Seattle and the expansion draft, they're going to lose one of them. I mean, they're all signed for another two yeah. years. Yeah. That's the thing. So, and the, the only, the only loser I think that would come out of that is all the other teams. It's in the division, South, because especially the Red Wings. <laughs> well, I, I mean, at the end of the day, look at it. He has the opportunity to, to, oh, he has the opportunity to be the, the cornerstone yeah. goalie yeah, for yeah. a possible multi Stanley cup team. And it's funny that you've mentioned the draft. Cause I totally forgot to ask. Cause last time we spoke was right before the draft. Yeah. Uh, how'd you, how'd you guys like Lucas Raymond? How, how was Love that it. pick? I'm so big fan. I know you, big fan. I, I, were you, you guys were the more on the, the Jake Sanderson, uh, I believe train around that time. Right. No, I was never like a full blown on the Jake Sanderson trade. We had profiled him a couple times and I like, you know, it's was, it was kind of tantalizing just thinking about it. Like <laughs> Mo Sider and Jake Sanderson won uh, your, on your top pair of D like that. The thing is with Steve Eisenman, you probably know this. You're open to anything. Like you're like, whatever. Uh, I, I trust you. You're a good talent evaluator. Although his track record in the first round in Tampa wasn't fantastic. But I think when you're on, a, you got a top four pick uh, and it's, I don't know. I, I liked what came out of it. Obviously, we just saw him at World Juniors. He looked really, really good. He's had a good start to the season over in the SHL. Uh, and I love his playmaking. It's something that the Red Wings don't really yeah. uh, have, something we haven't seen in a long time. Well, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head because you guys got Wallander in the second, second round. And, I mean, yeah, if you look at the track record in terms of the first round as a parent, as opposed to the later rounds in Tampa, I mean, he got some diamonds in the rough. I believe he got yeah. Kucherov and Point in the yeah. second and third round. So I, I mean, I think, and, and yeah, like you said, I think we were all in agreement that Stevie Y always has a hidden agenda. 
Kenda to where he's 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 quietly moving the puzzle pieces mm-hmm. uh, to where he's eventually either going to trade you or you're going to be a very valuable asset and player to that franchise. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think if you guys make that trade for Corpusalo, I think in my mind, and because I I don't think like the central division is going to be a thing next season. Who knows? But <laughs> um, the thing is that to other teams in the division, that's going to kind of signal to us that, okay, Detroit's making moves as kind of how everybody else was in the Met when Ottawa was making all those moves. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, these guys ain't, aren't playing around anymore. Yeah. Like they're ready to go. So I, I think like if you guys get Corpusalo, and then you have that money left over to make maybe a splash or two in free agency. Um, and if you could protect some valuable guys to, to the expansion, I mean, I think you guys, I spoke about with Chris on uh lockdown avalanche host on lockdown NHL. We were saying, you know, Ottawa and Detroit, if you guys, you guys are about, we think two to three moves away, just with the level of young talent you mm-hmm. have three years you're you're contending for at least the division on yeah. a yearly basis that's basically the that's right where we are we're thinking too as well it's just giving it another year or two for these young guys to get in here and plus dude we're gonna stink next year so it's good that we got a top forward in a very top forward heavy draft early on yeah. at the next year or this coming off season this draft is filled with great defensemen early and we're gonna stink again so yeah. we're gonna get another great player there and then that is gonna start compounding into oh theodore niederbach jonathan bergren and barring barring they they redrop the the rangers ball back into the machine and the rangers get the first overall pick you guys might actually have a really good draft pick and get first (laughs) overall again well no because chicago is going to be in the lottery so they pretty much start yeah predetermined winners well chicago if 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 chicago's proven anything when they try to tank they overperform and you know, now they somehow ended up in the playoffs. Granted, that was kind of a different special situation. Yeah, they, but they had the NHL I, fix the, the playoff formatting for them so they could get I, the I media think, market. I think, I think if you look at the other bad teams, um, you don't have to worry about like Seattle when they come in because they're going to be stacked if we, if, yeah, yeah how Vegas looked like uh, when they first started. Uh, um, I think, I don't think Ottawa is going to be that bad where they're really going to make a play for the top three slots. I think. Timmy Stutz is going to, he's a stud. I, I think he's going to be really, do you see him at world juniors, yeah. Ethan? You see, oh man. It, oh my God. Him and Trevor Zegers. I cannot wait till those two are playing against each other yep. in the NHL. I feel so um, bad that Zegers is on Anaheim and like, that's, this is just what he has to be with. He just well, he has to go to Anaheim where nobody, nobody gives a shit about hockey. Well, he, they, I mean, they had a great, uh, they have a great culture in Anaheim. All yeah, things considered, well, I mean, they, they're also a couple years ago. I, well, they're I also bringing back those. I, I think they made a deal with Disney where they're going to start bringing back the, uh, Hell the yeah. Mighty Duck jerseys. I think if if Zegers, because I know he wears number nine, maybe he works out a deal with Paul Correa. He and then he gets the extra oh, extra long visor. Oh man. <laughs> I, I just think that you just throw it all the way back, um, and then him paired him paired with Jamie Drysdale. Forget about it. I yeah. mean, and and Josh Gibson could have a, a resurgence at any point if he has some a couple of decent defenders in front of him. Um, 
we've seen it before. I mean, he could throw, he could pitch a shutout on any given night. I know. I, I really do think Gibson's one of the top five. If he was on a great team in this league, he's so he's so good. Yeah, you put him, you put him on a team like Boston. He's he's winning the Vezina yeah. probably three times in a span of four years. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's definitely putting up like Hasek type numbers. Um, but no, like, like I, going back to my point about like you guys, like you guys like aren't as far off as you really think you are. I just think that like just the culture, um, even the guys who might not be with this team in the future, um, they, they want to win. So they're going to inspire and, and develop the players around them to, to get better and be better. And I, and I really think the culture there, I mean, who doesn't want to play in Detroit? Yeah. When they're good. Oh, Zach Parise and Ryan Seward for starters. Well, Zach Parise um, ended up going to Minnesota. And we, we had that talk before the recording yeah, about yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less in this period. Uh, all right, before we wrap this up, any any last final predictions for the season within the Central? Um, Red Wings finishing second. Uh, is that kind of, you know, touching? I'm thinking, so obviously the top three are probably going to be Tampa. Um, I want to say Carolina and Columbus is what I'm thinking. Yeah, probably. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that Dallas isn't a, a shirt, a shoe in. I think that, you know, it's very hard to kind of duplicate what they did last year, especially when, you know, it, we don't know how, when Tyler Sagan's going to be back. We don't know if Kadobin is a one hit wonder. Yeah. Um, we don't know how much left in the tank Jamie Ben has because up until last season it looked like he was falling off the table. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, we spoke before we recorded. I think either it could be Minnesota. I mean, who knows? It could even be you guys. It, it really is. <laughs> I think Minnesota, Minnesota ended up in the West. In the no, Honda in, West Division. Oh, they're the Honda West Division? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even talk about that the yeah, sponsorships for the why don't divisions? we talk about that real quick why don't we talk about that real quick <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll wrap it up on that we'll wrap it up yeah. on that um the new sponsorships let me look them up real quick because i i have to actually relay uh i have i have not looked at these yet because i just didn't i'm already i'm, I'm a little still upset about um the whole having the advertisements on the helmets yeah situation that, that didn't gonna... look good either the mass the mass mutual nhl east division <laughs> What is this? The Scotia, the Scotia Bank North Division. Is anybody surprised about that name? No, uh, I, I thought it was either going to be Rogers or Bell. I uh, do love the Honda Scotia. West Division, though. That I is... just love how Honda is just the. Where else is Honda marketed? Answer me that question. But isn't one? Of you the can't teams... answer that question. Aren't it's one... nowhere. <laughs> it's just aren't, the NHL. Aren't, aren't one of the arenas? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say um... the Honda Center. Honda Arena. Yeah, that? Honda Center. Anaheim. That's um, it. Anaheim. Yeah. The pond, the pond, uh, um, and then the Discover Central Division. So a little bit of credit card in there. You have so, to put the yeah. NHL in there. The Discover Wait, NHL. So, so NHL. does that mean for the Lightning that they're gonna get uh, a really bad interest on all the contracts that they they have on the books <laughs> this year? <laughs> Is that how it works? I think so. Something like that. It makes up for that uh, no state income tax, though. It's, uh, every it's like goal, every, every goal, you get five uh, percent cash back. On, yeah. uh, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, Adam Danker, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go check out Lockdown Lightning. Where can the people follow you 
uh, on the interwebs. Well, they could check out the reigning Stanley Cup champions uh, podcast at LO underscore lightning. You could follow us on Instagram, uh, locked on underscore lightning. Uh, we've been pretty slow on the content there, but we'll pick it up as soon as this, the pucks drop. But And then you can follow me at AP Danker, D-E-N-K-E-R on Twitter. Uh, guys, it's fun as always. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. And I'm really rooting for you guys. I would love to see the Red Wings make the playoffs this year. Thank you. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I've okay. we've talked about it for so long at length that like there's part of me that's like six points games here. Just remember, it, it's a sprint. It, it's not a marathon. So absolutely, if they, if they get off to a good start, and it, I, I don't know what sports movie it is, but it's like the little kid saying, "It could happen." Oh, you Angels know? in the Outfield. Yeah, there we yeah. go. See, we have an we Anaheim themed. Uh, that would yeah. be a sin. We even lose the games before we begin. Yeah, see, there we yeah. go. There's a song in the clubhouse. All right, Adam, appreciate you, man. We'll talk All to you right. later. Talk to you later, guys. Locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.